Welcome to the Poultry Health Today podcast, where we talk all health, all the time. Hear engaging interviews with today's leading industry experts. Hosted by Poultry Health Today editors, podcast episodes highlight the latest ideas, insights, and advice to improve poultry health, welfare, performance, and food safety. Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Chuck Hoffaker. He's a veterinarian and president of Southern Poultry Research Group Incorporated in Athens, Georgia. Great to see you, Chuck. Good to see you, Joe. Uh, it seems like the U.S. poultry industry really has salmonella in the crosshairs right now. Um, they don't, no company wants to be in that dreaded category three, so they're not just looking at the, the processing plant anymore, are they? The focus, it seems like, has gone to live production. Yeah, yeah. The, what's happened, I think, is when the, the guidance, or whenever the mega reg came in, in fact, we were able to cope with salmonella and meet the, the regulations fairly readily by what we did in the processing plant. As FSIS has lowered the baseline requirements to meet the standard and also added ground products and parts, it's made it more difficult for the broiler companies and the turkey companies to achieve the, the performance standard without having interventions that they do on the farm. And what are they doing on the broiler farm specifically right now to try to hold down the levels of salmonella? Uh, multiple interventions. What we found is that one thing generally doesn't help. So looking at the use of organic acids, some of the essential oils, probiotics, direct-fed microbials, and the live uh, salmonella vaccines. And, and I know that the vaccines, uh, while they can be terrific, they're also expensive to use. Where do you draw the line on, on when to use a vaccine in a broiler operation. And that, that's the, the key is, if I'm going to put all these extra costs into my production system, am I going to see a benefit in the processing plant? And that's been the difficult issue is for us to try to understand if I spend this, do I get that return by having a lower salmonella level at the carcass rinse or at the final product? And you and I have talked before about the importance of live production and processing, working together and keeping open lines of communication. And I've always thought that you know it would be great if somehow there could be this salmonella forecast when you've got a load of chickens coming out, going into processing, if you could tell them what salmonella are in those birds and, and to, to what extent. And it seems like you're working on exactly that objective. We haven't yet found a good way to predict with enough time that a broiler manager could say, let's not bring this flock into the plant in the morning, let's bring it in late in the day or bring it in on a Friday rather than on a Monday. That prediction uh, isn't there yet. Uh, and But the work that we're doing now will help us better to understand is this intervention that I've put in place on the farm going to help us reduce what the load may be coming into the processing plant? Most processing plants can deal with a, a relative number of salmonella on a broiler flock. It's when that number comes high that, that they struggle with being able to knock it down so they meet the new performance standards. So tell me about your study. What exactly did you do? So what we did was to try to find the best 
sample to take and the best method on the farm that would give us a relative understanding of the load of salmonella coming into the plant so that the, the broiler farm knows that they're reducing salmonella enough that the plant may be able to cope with that load. So we looked at, at boot socks, which are booties you put on and walk through the broiler house. We looked at Sika uh, samples, so euthanizing birds and taking their Sika their and enumerating the amount of salmonella in either of those two. And then we compared that to the, the salmonella on the carcass rinse. And with Salmonella Heidelberg, we did a full carcass rinse where we ran the birds through the, the pilot processing plant at the USDA in Athens, Georgia. With a Salmonella Kentucky, we did a, a whole bird uh, with feathers on rinse. So that would be mm -hmm. a look at the actual amount of Salmonella on the feathers of the bird before they're, they're scalded and picked. What we found was that those boot socks are a pretty good predictor, especially for Salmonella Kentucky, not quite as good a predictor on the amount of salmonella coming in for Heidelberg, but it, it can predict the amount of salmonella coming to, into the plant and correlated okay with the uh, amount of salmonella on the carcasses. Was that surprising? No, I, I knew that, that boot socks were a fairly good predictor on prevalence, but I didn't know if they would be as good a predictor on the actual number of salmonella coming in. You know, we know that, that we don't have an intervention that'll make salmonella go away. So our goal is, with all of our interventions on the farm, is to try to just lower that level so that the processing plant has a level that they can deal with, their, with the interventions in the plant. And what do you actually do with that information? I mean, before you were talking about how, well, maybe we'll want to bring these birds in on a Friday or we'll bring them in in the evening instead of the morning. Uh, could you walk us through that decision-making process? Well, that, the Europeans call that logistic slaughter. So that you, you, they're taking a sample three weeks prior to processing. If there is a particular Salmonella cerevar, say Salmonella enteritidis on that farm, then that farm will get processed at the end of the day before a cleanup, a full cleanup of the plant, or at the end of the week. This won't work at three weeks out. We have to do it the week of slaughter. And so you don't have enough time to make those changes in the logistics of bringing the birds to the plant. What this information does is it tells us the value of the interventions that we're spending money on on the farm. If I'm putting, say, vaccine in place across all of my broilers, am I getting the return on that investment by lowering the level in the processing plant? If you're a company that's in a recall or have some salmonella that, that's a high risk for human health hazard, you may throw everything at it and not worry about cost. But if you're a broiler company and you're trying to keep from going from category two to category three, then you're, gonna, you're going to want to know if I spend this money, am I going to get that return on, on the investment? And during the study itself, when you're using the boot socks, obviously you take them off, but I mean, are you actually analyzing the boot sock itself or is it scrapings from the boot sock? How does that work? Yeah. What, we do, what we did in this study was we had floor pens. And so a floor pen would be the equivalent of a broiler house. Mm -hmm. So we walk around in the floor pen with the boot socks on 
we take them off, put them in a bag, add the media, and analyze the amount of salmonella in that total boot sock or the total feces that are picked up from that pen or that equivalent of a broiler house. And these boot socks are like heavy plastic, right? No, they're, they're um, like gauze. Okay. So it's like a, a gauze booty that's um, soaked in uh, double strength skim milk so that it'll pick up the bacteria and hold on to them. Okay, so you were tweaking the, the boot socks a bit. Yeah, they're not just booties like you would see surgical booties. Um, they're, they're a boot sock that's been specially designed over the last 10 or 15 years for wearing to try to pick up salmonella. Interesting. So what's the next step? Well, the next step is to, to look at other salmonellas and to see if this holds true. We know it holds true for Heidelberg. We know it holds true for Kentucky. Will it hold true for some of the other salmonellas? If so, then we've, we've got a, a good method that we can evaluate effectiveness of our interventions. Excellent. Well, it's been said that necessity is the mother of invention, so this is a good example. Yes. We've been talking to Chuck Hoffaker. He's a veterinarian and president at Southern Poultry Research Group, Incorporated. Chuck, always great to see you. Good to see you, Joe. Thanks for listening to the Poultry Health Today podcast. To get the latest news and interviews delivered to your inbox twice a week, subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting poultryhealthtoday.com slash join.